I'm in the prime of life, says me, far as I be knowin'. Haven't time to slack around in comfort all the year. So when we get a little time before our boat gets going, we head on down to the library, and this is what we hear. Come on and look all around, there's plenty for to see. Make your own self right at home, I love the library. Welcome to Homegrown Conversations, a collaboration between KFSK and the Petersburg Public Library. I'm Kari Peterson. Today we have more staff recommended reads from the Petersburg Public Library, and we'll hear from Oren Pearson, Heather Canick Thomas, and Martha Cummins. So next, um, I sat down with Oren Pearson, who Oren does the leads the writing workshops for the Petersburg Public Library, very popular writing workshops. And um, so we thought we'd sit down with Oren and pick his brain as to what books he would recommend. Hi, Kari. Hi. Uh, I'm happy to drop a recommendation or two. Um, I do read a lot, and I... I don't want to voice everything I read onto people. So I thought I would just do an old favorite and a new favorite. Okay. Um, I have to admit that I I love reading (laughs) sci-fi. 
but my favorite sci-fi book, and for a long time, my favorite book of all time, is Dune by Frank Herbert. I love that book. What an absolute journey into... I mean, it's just an achievement of world-building. It's a fascinating, complex story full of political intrigue and philosophy and integrates history from all kinds of angles of the real world, but then takes us deep into space, thousands of years into the future, to this desert planet called Arrakis, also known as Dune, which is the only place in the universe where this one element called the spice can be harvested. And the spice is essential to uh, transportation across the solar systems in this fictional world. Yeah. So it's a very, very valuable natural resource, and the story just takes place as these as this clashing civilizations and um, mythologies all collide in this beautifully constructed story that always holds a place in my imagination. And I will drop a little uh, enticement here that for years... I have been looking forward to the third and final film adaptation of the book Dune. There have been several attempts over the decades by filmmakers to capture the, 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 the magic of this novel on the silver screen. David Lynch made a version of Dune in the late 70s, I think. Um, there was a miniseries on TV. And while those were all valiant efforts, they came, they came nowhere near capturing the magic of the book. They fell miles short. <laughs> um, but this absolutely fantastic filmmaker, a French sci-fi director and writer named Denis Villeneuve, who recently made the film Arrival and also made the sequel to Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049, okay really talented filmmaker. He's the one who has taken on the project of making a film of Dune. And uh, I just saw a trailer for it. I've been looking forward to this for years, ever since I heard they were making it, because I really love Denis Villeneuve. (laughs) And uh, I think they will be the first ones to ever do a good job of turning Dune onto a a film. Yeah. Um, However, I would highly recommend people read Dune before you watch a film of it, just because even if it's the best sci-fi film ever made, it can't really do justice to what I think is like one of the first great sci-fi novels ever written. Yeah. I think Dune is to science fiction what Lord of the Rings was to fantasy. Okay. Sort of the grandfather of it all. And I, um, I really, really highly recommend reading that if if anything that I've just babbled about is at all interesting to anybody listening. <laughs> well, and I always think that if you read read the book, especially when it's when it's um, sci-fi or fantasy, where it takes so much of your imagination to view the world, yes. and if you've watched the movie first, you rob yourself of that opportunity to imagine what the world could be. That's exactly it. Yeah, you know, these great writers of these imagined worlds. Just for years of my life, I carried around the fact that Dune exists as an achievement of imagination. 
as a thing that just inspired me in my life. The fact that a human being could imagine an entire world and have it be so complex, but so utterly real and so vivid and so human and so unforgettable. I just love having that world in my imagination. And I'll always admire Frank Herbert for being able to create that. And um, so I think you're right. Don't, Don't rob yourself of the joy of that kind of opportunity to experience achievements of the imagination like that by the passive form of witnessing it on the screen. Let your imagination build it inside your mind. And then, you know, treat yourself to a couple hours of entertainment some other time. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's an old favorite. Okay, so I'm dying to hear the new favorite. <laughs> My new favorite book is a collection of essays by a wonderful Alaskan writer named Sherry Simpson. Okay. Sherry Simpson was one of the founders of the Masters of Fine Arts in Creative Writing at the University of Alaska Anchorage. She's won every award in the book. She's one of the finest essayists anybody will ever, ever read. And the way that she wrote about Alaska, this, this book, The Way Winter Comes, is a collection that I would recommend. Uh, it was Sherry's debut collection of essays. And oh, just the way she saw Alaska with a certain honesty and an unsentimental feeling of love and sense of humor and just close-up matter-of-fact appreciation of the both the iconic characters and aspects of life in Alaska and lots of unexpected things too and you just get to go into a journey into the mind and experience of one of the most fascinating people who you ever get to know the essayist Sherry Simpson um, who I had the great privilege of being a student of she was a mentor of mine in my writing program and she, um, she, she brought a whole new generation of writers to a whole higher level of their craft because she's just the greatest teacher that ever, ever taught, I think, you know. Um, but anybody who reads her work gets to learn about what, what Sherry knew about making a perfect essay and get to experience Alaska alongside, alongside her in a way that um, her personality really comes through on the page. And it's just... Um, I've never really read other nature writing about Alaska that can hold a candle to it. Okay. The Way Winter Comes by Sherry Simpson is my, my new Thank favorite you. book. I'm going to have to read that. Yeah. Well, we have it here at the Petersburg Public Library. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Oh. I love that it's an Alaskan author. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Oren. Thank you. So I'm here with... Um, library clerk Heather Canick and um, so I asked her to come up with some books that she would recommend although I should have asked you for films oh yeah no, I always you're... ask you for films yeah no this was actually a lot harder for some reason but okay. yeah okay so I have a handful of graphic novels surprising okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the first one that I recommend to a bunch of people is uh, Gotham Central Okay. I, I may have recommended that one to you. It's basically a it's a police procedural, but it takes place in the DC universe. So Batman, it's well Gotham, Gotham City, but 
Um, so every every issue or every book uh, in it is following like a different crime. So sometimes there are supervillains involved, and you'll see superheroes a little bit, but it's mostly a police procedural type of a comic book. Okay, so I do remember it, us talking about that book. So if you're kind, if you're like kind of okay into superheroes, but you like. Um, you know, crime comics and things, or stories and things like that, that might be a good one to, to check out. We have the giant omnibus that has the entire collection, so. Okay. Um, and then I've got, let's see, Resident Alien, um, which is a TV show now on sci-fi, but we have the omnibus of the first three issues, or the first three books, and then I've got the next four books on order right now. But that is a, it is about an alien that crash landed in Earth, and he took up the persona of Dr. Harry Vanderspiegel, who is a doctor um, in a small town, and so he is kind of trying to hide out until help can come rescue him, but he ends up uh, getting kind of pulled into being the town doctor and uh, also solving, like, little murder mysteries and crimes and stuff like that, so it's pretty cool. Okay. Um, and what was the name of that one? Resident Alien. Okay. I haven't seen the show yet. The comics are really good. Um, and so is this in, this is in the adult graphic? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Everything in here, I have actually one kid series to recommend, but everything in here is all the adult graphic novel section. Um, and then I have Rassel by Jeff Smith. I've okay. You read that one? I don't think so. So it's an adult comic by the same uh, guy who did the Bone series. Um, and it's kind of, it's about a guy who's like, jumping dimension to dimension like I think when it starts out he's like stealing paintings and stuff and and jumping around so it's kind of like a he's got like a government agent guy following him and then there's there's a lot of like time travel and things like that so that one's kind of fun I'm mostly mostly in it for the artwork on that one because um Jeff Smith's artwork is cool there's a they came out with a colorized version recently but I think the black and white one is the one that we have, and that's the best one. So I would recommend that one, even if not just for the artwork. But Okay. Let's see. What else do I have? Well, it looks like I have, like, three crime police procedural comic <laughs> books, but I have Chew, which is a really good one. Um, and it's about Tony Chu. He's, uh, he's a sebopath, so whenever he eats food, he gets psychic impressions of the thing that he's eating. Um, which are usually terrible. Like, if he's eating a steak, he can see, like, everything. Oh, no. no, I know. <laughs> so he basically only eats beets. It's the only thing he can eat that doesn't give him a psychic impression. And I won't tell you, I mean, based on that information, you can probably figure out how he solves murder mysteries. Um, by <laughs> you might have to like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, it's a good one. It's kind of weird uh, and super fun. It's It takes place where, like, the bird flu kind of... Uh, it got kind of crazy with the bird flu, and they've outlawed chickens, so there's, like, chicken speakeasies and weird little things going on. And there's um, one of the comics, there's, a, like, they're, like, vampires and weird weird stuff like that. So that's that's the other one I would recommend. That's Chew, C-H-E-W, obviously. <laughs> um, but then the kids' comics I wanted to recommend were the science comics that we have. Oh, yeah. Um, we have we have a lot of them actually. I've been ordering pretty much every every new one. But they also have um, come out with history comics and maker comics, and so they're all in the kids' room. Uh, but I've been reading a lot of them <laughs> because like they're they're really thorough. Um, the first one I got was for my kids, and it was the one about trees. And I was reading that to them, and I was like, dang, like there's a lot of really good information in there. 
Um, and so we just checked out one that's uh, Volcanoes, and we've read uh, one of uh, my daughter's favorites is the one about crows. Oh, okay. um, it's super good. Like she's she knows everything about crows now. She'll be like <laughs> identifying like crows and ravens and stuff. And so it's really cool because they're the artwork's really neat and they're super fun to read to the kids. And I actually like learned a, a ton because everything I think I know about certain things. It's like oh no, there's so much to learn. Yeah. The dinosaur ones too is are really good. Um, yeah, and then let's see. Oh, and I have a cookbook to recommend. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if anybody's done cookbooks, but uh, Let's Make Ramen. It's a, oh. I don't know if I showed you that one. It It's a graphic novel style cookbook, and it takes you through, like, um, you know, everything having to do with making ramen noodles, and it's super fun. I The first time I read it, I just, like, I read it cover to cover because basically just a graphic novel. Um, but I know several of us here at the library have made um, recipes from that cookbook, and we've done, uh, we did like a ramen night, and we made a bunch of ramen noodles and stuff, and so there's a lot of really great recipes in it, and... Uh, so is it how to actually make the noodles Oh, themselves? yeah, everything. Oh, okay. yeah, it goes through like every ingredient, um, different types of like pickled eggs and mushrooms and things you can make to go with it, um, and all like the traditional styles of ramen, um, and yeah, and it's just super fun to read, even if you're just like, I don't know, it'll make you hungry, but it's a good, it's a that, really good cookbook. That sounds so. fun. Yeah. yeah, we had a ramen party one night for, well, yeah. for Oliver's birthday one year. Nice. We had a ramen party oh, so at the big yeah. ramen bar. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great book, even like seriously just to read it. It's super fun. So. Okay. So yeah. Well, thank you, Heather. I'm nope. going to put you on the spot. Any films you want to recommend? Oh, no. I don't know. I can't think no? of I can't think of anything <laughs> off the top of my head. I've been so focused on books for the last like four weeks. Anything new that <sighs> we've gotten in that just you're like, oh I have to say I'm I sure saw, once we're done I'll think of something. I saw on the acquisitions list mm. um Umbrella Academy. Oh yeah, that is a good show. That I, one's coming. Even I, I I don't do violence. I yeah. <laughs> traditionally I'm like the feel good yeah. girl. And um but even I liked Umbrella Academy. It, it's fun. I remember when the first uh, graphic novel came out. I think I was living in Seattle, and I was like, this is weird. I love it. And then now that they have the, the show coming out, they just came out with a new uh, graphic novel with, like, um, backstory type of uh, type of stuff that just came out. And so, yeah. But I haven't seen the second season of Umbrella Academy yet, but I did watch the first one in, like, one sitting. It was really good. Yeah. So, well... Star Trek Lower Decks. It's an animated show. That's yeah. first. That's first I can think of. But um, I've been watching that. I'm not even a huge, like hardcore Star Trek fan. I watched it a lot growing up. But um, that show is hilarious. It's like an animated, uh, not too serious uh, Star Trek show. So it's really good. Okay. Well, thanks, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. This is Martha Cummins, a library clerk here at Petersburg Public Library, and I'm going to share some of my favorite books that I've read from this past year. First is a science fiction series by Hugh Howey. Wool, the first book in the series, opens in a post-apocalyptic world where life is lived in silos underground. The main characters long for answers and a better life, while those in control try to maintain order in their fragile environment. The series continues with a second book, Shift, and lastly, Dust. 
These books are hard to put down, and the author keeps you guessing at every turn. My second recommendation is Codename Helene by Ariel Lawhon. This novel is based on the real-life story of Nancy Wake and takes place in France during the World War II German occupation. Nancy, an Australian expat living in Paris, becomes a spy working for the French Resistance. Armed with her signature red lipstick, she uses her wit and tenacity to aid the Allies to try and save her loved ones and her beloved France. Next up is a memoir by Judy Malinick called Working Stiff. This nonfiction book gives you a glimpse into the life of a young forensic pathologist and her first years as a New York City medical examiner. Without being too graphic, it explains several cases and the amazing science used to solve them. It shines a light on the importance of this field of study to bring answers and closure to loved ones. My final recommendation is a novel called A Man Called Uwe. This wonderful story takes place in Sweden and is about a grumpy old man who is constantly irritated by his neighbors. The littlest things send him into a rage, and he is just ready to be done with it all. The author pulls back the curtains of his life to let us see why Uwe is the way he is, and by the end makes us love Uwe, bluster and all. I hope you enjoy my recommendations, and I'd love to hear some of yours. Happy reading! If you're just joining us, this is Homegrown Conversations, a collaboration between KFSK and the Petersburg Public Library. I'm Kari Peterson, and today we're doing staff recommendations, and I have just a few to add to the end of this program. I wanted to add a, my favorite cookbook that's come in all year. This is called Mrs. Wheelbarrow's Practical Pantry, and it's Recipes and Techniques for Year-Round Preserving by Kathy Barrow. And this cookbook is so beautiful. It has wonderful pictures in it. And um, the recipes are amazing. So chapter one, the basics of water bath canning. Answering the siren call for seasonal abundance. Chapter two, canning under pressure. Groceries you'll never have to carry home again. Like stocks, soup, beans, vegetables, and chilies, and pantry-ready meat and fish. And chapter three, salt, water, smoke, and air, alchemy in the kitchen, preserved meat and fish. And chapter four, curds and whey, why buy the cow, fresh cheese making. And this is such a beautiful book. And it's, like I said, the recipes are wonderful too. And I wanted to give some children's recommendations. Heather gave a few um, but I wanted to let you know what we have brand new at the library. So Gordon Corman is a favorite author for um, elementary school kids, and he has written a new book. It's called Linked, Past, Present, Future, Right, Wrong, It's All Connected. And so this is his new book, and it says, You can't deny something is wrong when it's right there in front of you. Link, Michael, and Dana live in a quiet town, but it's woken up very quickly when someone sneaks into school and vandalizes it with a swastika. 
And then the last paragraph to this says, With Linked, Gordon Corman, the author of the acclaimed novel Restart, poses a mystery for all readers where the who did it isn't nearly as important as the why. So that's Gordon Corman's new book, Linked, in the juvenile section. It's a juvenile chapter book. And I wanted... We got this new series in. We have a couple picture books, and they're fabulous, and I've read them on the air. But these are the chapter books, and they're in the juvenile fiction section. So book one, it's the Guardian series by William Joyce and Laura Geringer. And so book one, Nicholas St. North and the Battle of the Nightmare King. Book two is E. Aster Bunny, no, E. Aster Bunnymund and the Warrior Eggs at the Earth's Core. And this is in the Guardian series. Book three is Tuthina, Queen of the Tooth Fairy Armies. And book four is The Sandman and the War of Dreams. And book five is Jack Frost, The End Becomes the Beginning. And those are fabulous new books that we have in the juvenile section. And in the young adult teen section, we have um, some fun books. There's this new series called Twisted Tales, A Twisted Tale. And they're put out by Disney. And they're all based on a traditional fairy tale. And there's like, I don't know, 13 or 14 of them out by now. Um, this is just to give you a taste of it. So this is the ninth in the series. And it's, um, so this is Love, a Twisted Tale by Elizabeth Lim. What if Cinderella never tried on the glass slipper? So that's in the teen section. And this is a book I found last year that I love. And um, it's in the teen section, The Benefits of Being an Octopus by Anne Braden. This is a compassionate look at poverty, hard choices, and defending one's right to be treated humanely. A very fine first novel written with a deft hand, and that is from Karen Hesse, Out of the Dust. Um, she's an award-winning author, but this is written by Anne Braden. That's just what... Karen Hesse had to say about the book. This is such a beautiful story about a wonderful child. And um, I, I love this book. And the last one, this is my new favorite out of the teen section. I love this book. It's called The Black Flamingo by Dean Atta. And it is the story of a young boy growing up in the UK who... Um, is gay and then grows up and discovers the and it covers his life from when he's a little boy all the way through his teen years and into college and it's such a wonderful story and it's um, when he gets to college he discovers his people and he finds the the drag queen society and it talks about what that is and and how he embraces it and um, it's a really fun read, and it um, 
it was fun for me to learn about the Drag Society and what the history of it is and the meaning and um, what a rich book this is. Um, anyway, that's called The Black Flamingo by Dean Atta, and that's in the teen section as well. I hope you found something that you would enjoy reading, um, and you can come to the library and check it out. Thanks for joining us. This has been Homegrown Conversations, a collaboration between KFSK and the Petersburg Public Library. So if you're on a fishing boat, or if you be towing, maybe get a book online and check it out for free. Have something great to listen to for sailing or for Oh.